Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. And now, an Etsy holiday gifting mission. Today's episode, Operation Handcrafted and Affordable. Here's the situation. It's the holidays, which means you're on a mission to find handcrafted affordable gifts. You want items that will brighten the spirits of everyone on your list, but won't blow your budget. Sure, it sounds impossible, but there's no need to make shopping for gifts feel like it has the suspense and high stakes of a heart-pumping action franchise. It's time to simplify your gifting experience with Etsy. Whether you're searching for handmade home pieces like serveware, cutting boards, and throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or personalized items like necklaces, handbags, and seasonal jackets for your most stylish friends and family, Etsy has it. Get handmade items for all budgets and any gifting mission. New to Etsy? Use the code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com terms. ShopEtsy.com. Etsy has it. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Everybody, welcome to King of the Hill podcast. I am Mike. And I'm Rusty. Hey, and Rusty, we took a week off. Yeah, um, we took a little time off after uh, after losing Dale and everything yep. like that, and then you had to go to, to Colorado rough. for your conference. Yeah, it was just, I went to it was just needed a breather. I went just to needed a breath. Okay, I'm going to tell you some good news. I went to Colorado, Colorado for this thing called Podcast Movement. Right, number one, I I think I figured out that I may be allergic to the stuff that's in those vape pens. <laughs> Oh yeah, because that was not a smooth night that no, no. night. Yeah, but uh, on top of that, uh, I had several people when I handed them my card at this conference. They were like, "Oh yeah, I know your network. Don't you have something about King of the Hill?" So yeah, it was oh, wow. great. It was fantastic. Was yeah, yeah. yeah. No, everybody was super complimentary. Um, got me a gig uh, speaking at the next one in Orlando in January. Yeah, yeah. The wife and I were going to go to um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Universal, 
do some stuff there because she's a big Harry Potter fan. Oh, cool! cool. And then well, I'll go do my my speech, which it just scares the shit out of me. But yeah, I'll wild. do it. I'll That's do good it. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. Um, I, I plan on doing way more of that stuff. I texted our owner um, when I went to the first keynote, and I said, "Next year we're up there." So I mean, I'm we'll just make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All right, so season four, episode 13, Hanky Panky, part one. This is a big two-parter. Yeah, it is a big two-parter. There's a lot of voices in this, too. You've got, Are there? Uh, yeah, for let me try to Let me try to guess who Miss Liz is. Okay. Is it uh, Kath- Kathleen Turner? Kathleen Turner. Okay, thank you. And that's a Home Alone mom, right? No, Kathleen uh, Turner, Romancing the Stone. No, it's Charlotte O'Hara. Yeah. Was the yeah. Home Alone mom. Yeah. Okay. Romancing the Stone, uh, stuff like that. War yeah, of the yeah, Roses, yeah. I think. Yeah. And then uh, you got Debbie Grund uh, is uh, Reese Witherspoon. I had never known her last name. Yeah. We, this is the first time name. we knew her last name, right? I guess so. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always just Debbie. 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 Yeah. I've never heard Debbie Grund. Yeah, I've, I've never, never heard, heard that. Say, I've never heard him say that either. And then uh, you've got uh, Phil Hendry. Yeah. Does uh, Little John and Little uh, John. Jewel Crawford. And then, of course, you got uh, Thatherton. Used to be voiced by Burt Reynolds. Right. That was the Just first that one, actor. one time, yeah, though, right? the first time. And then every other time after that, it was Toby Hooks. <clears throat> right. And then uh, Charlie Fortner is voiced by Lane Smith. So who does, um, let's see, there's a guy. Who does Elvin? Elvin is going to be one of the in-house voices. Okay, okay. There's no, there's no name for That's it. That's what I was thinking because the voice is really shaky. Uh, I think Elvin good. is probably, you know, Elvin. probably, you know, what's his name? What a uh, name, Stephen Root. What a name, Toby Elvin. Huss. Probably one of the guys that does a bunch of different random voices. <laughs> what's your name, Elvin? Okay. It could be even uh, Johnny Hardwick or something. Nah, just, sure. Just one sure. of those guys. So this one starts with no bell, no yell, even though it's a two-parter. Uh, I don't think this was in – this was just in the middle of a season, I believe, right? Because we're dealing with episode 13, season yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, this is right in the middle of a season for sure, yeah. Yeah, do you have a date on it when it came out? Uh, this was like February the okay. 6th. So it's not even Hold like – Yeah, February 6th, 2000. Yeah, so it's not even like, you know, uh, Super Bowl or Christmas or anything like that, any of those kind of breaks. Actually, it might be Super Bowl. Super Bowl used February to be February sixth. Yeah, but see, Super Bowl used to be in January. Did it? Yeah, yeah, and then they started adding games and time, and then they put the. I could look real quick. Yeah, they put all kinds of weird stuff in the Super way of Bowl it. Super Bowl two thousand. And they strung out the season. Like last night, we watched the last uh, or my team's last uh, preseason game, and then there's a week break before the season actually starts now. So they just keep pushing it further and further back. Which I, I mean, I don't blame them because it's fucking hot, no matter where you go. So. January 30th. Oh, well, then that may very well have so, been on a Super Bowl or right around it, you know? It, it was after, yeah. It was after the Super Bowl, like a week after the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Oh, you're saying the so, Super Bowl was January 30th. So, yeah, the Super Bowl gotcha, was January gotcha, 30th. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Who was the Super Bowl that year? Uh, the Super Bowl in the year 2000 <laughs> was played at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Oh. And it was played Patriots? between the... Kurt Warner led LA oh, the Rams, Rams. Yeah. versus hold on uh the Tennessee Titans. That was that Super Bowl? That was that Super Bowl. It was Holy uh, shit. That's that's Dick it. Vermeil and uh, Jeff Fisher. Yep. Okay, so yeah. l- look at me people in the camera. That's the only time my team has ever been in the Super Bowl. Uh we should have gone several times Oilers/Titans. We went that year. It, everybody talks about how exciting it was. It was not exciting. We lost. It sucks. <laughs> <sighs> Who was y'all's quarterback that year? Uh, it would have been Steve McNair. 
Yeah, because it was Steve McNair and Eddie George. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Steve McNair. Um, it's no way to go out get shot on your couch by your girlfriend. But uh, but Kurt Warner was in rare form that game. Kurt Warner was four fourteen, two touchdowns, twenty four for forty five. Kurt Kurt Warner was a hell of a quarterback. He really was. He's got a great story too. Great story. Great story. And he had Marshall. He had Marshall Falk. Mm -hmm. Marshall. Marshall Marshall Falk. Falk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a good team. Very good team. And then you know, okay, I know this has nothing to do with King Tory of the Hill. Holt and Isaac Bruce you know what, as well you, as receivers. You know what really pisses me Those off? Are good receivers, yeah. We lost that Super Bowl, right? Now I did get one of the shirts before they send them all to Africa. It said Tennessee Titans World Champions, oh, like okay. we won yeah, the yeah, Super yeah, Bowl, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. Um, but uh, after that, I think it was two years later, we fired Jeff Fisher, and you know where he became the head coach? L.A. Rams and won. Freaking another Super Bowl. Punk. No, uh-uh. no, he never won. He which never won. that's okay. Okay, but the right. punk left us and went to the one he won with. Went to the one Sucks. he won with. Yeah. Sucks. Okay, so uh, season four, episode thirteen, Hanky Panky, part one. Um, we start at the Hotel Arlen. Big searchlights. You know those big, the ones that go across across the sky. Uh, on the sign it says "Welcome Gassers," which I don't know if that's the way you want to welcome yeah. your folks, but whatever. Sure. Yeah. And we start panning around. There's a lot of people there, and I, we see Hank in a tux. In a tux. Never seen him in a tux. Yeah, he's suited up. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. when he goes to the Multi Flame Award or whatever it is later and gets never. drunk, yeah, he was. He's still just in a suit. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him in a tux. No, I've never seen him out of jeans. Yeah, it's about right. Yeah, uh, a lot of jeans. Okay, so Bobby's at the table with him, and so is Luann. I don't know where Peggy is on this, but yeah, uh, Bobby looks at him and says, Hey, Dad, when you go up to give your acceptance speech, do you want me to stand next to you and pretend I'm doing sign language? <laughs> yeah, that's what we need, Bobby. He goes, Bobby, the Blue Flame of Valor Award is the highest honor for the Texas Propane Gas Association can bestow upon any current or active member in place or in peacetime. <laughs> in peacetime. Uh, Bobby is still sitting over there, like pretending yeah. to do signs with his hands. Uh, he says, Show some respect. Uh, uh, Lou Ann pipes up and says, oh, Mr. Strickland's wife is beautiful. Looks over, and it's it's Buck and Debbie. And Debbie. And I got to tell you, that, that dress that Debbie's wearing, it ain't much but like dental floss. I yeah, mean, that sucker yeah. is not covering a whole hell of a lot. A little bit more than fabric. Oh, boy. Uh, Hank says, uh, that's not his wife. That's Debbie from work. Pretty gal like that. Should have been able to get a date. Man, Hank is just clueless. He's just super yeah, clueless. Yeah. And it, it gets even more clueless as this episode goes on. I just on. don't get why. So like, funny. Maybe it's, uh, I don't think, I think he he knows. Oh, wait, Peggy is at the just, table because that's who he's saying this to. Yeah. She just doesn't say anything, which is weird because you think te- Peggy's probably not in the room if she's not saying anything. Yeah, she she generally uh, has a lot to say. So it fast forwards a little bit in time and we see De- uh, we see Debbie and Buck kissing at the table, just like full on making out making at out. the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we hear a spoon tap the glass, and the guy goes up to the podium, and he goes, Hope you all enjoyed your meal. I haven't seen so much chicken in one room since the Democratic National Convention. And then he just kind of looks around. <laughs> it's just complete silence. Yeah. And Bobby goes, Nothing. <laughs> he nothing. just revels in the fact that <laughs> yeah, somebody nothing. tried to tell a joke, yeah, and it didn't go over. On, yeah. Yeah. So the MC says, Now, this first blue flame of valor of this millennium goes to Mr. Hank Hill of Strickland Propane. Get a lot of applause, clears throat, all that stuff. He starts to get up, and it's like the Oscars or something. You know, Peggy kisses him on the cheek and then kind of yeah. wipes it away or whatever. Uh, he gets up there and says, thank you. you know, as, a, as a young boy, I always dreamed of winning the Super Bowl. He's reading off little three-by-five cards. And uh, he says, then, as most of you know, the dream was crushed, along with my ankle in the Class 2 <laughs> State Football <laughs> Championship. <laughs> it pans out to the audience. Bobby's still sitting there trying to <laughs> do the fake signals with his hands. 
Uh, it goes over to Thatherton and his guys. All three of them look exactly the same, by the way. And they are just so bored. They're looking at their watches and all this stuff. And I'm just saying, when I was watching this, I was thinking, it's been like three seconds. Why are they so bored? Quick, just like instantly. <laughs> he goes, Well, I knocked around for a while, sewed my oats, got a job at Jeans West. I love that. The fact that he yeah, worked at Jeans West. At Jeans Did West. Jeans West exist when you were a no, teenager? I've never heard of that. Kessner's. Mm. No, we had a Jeans West in the uh, Richland Mall here. Um, I remember Jeans West is the first place I saw the Michael Jackson jacket. You know, the red one with all oh, the, the zippers and stuff? Yeah, they had the that jacket, jacket there. Yeah, That's they had right. that and a bunch of uh, parachute pants. Um, oh, so for they a, were like a trend store. Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. They carried a lot of that Whatever crap. The trend, the trend but it was, was all jeans also, you know, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. A lot of Wranglers. Uh, well, we'll see what kind was of Was it Western, Western jeans? No. No. no, because he says here, long story short, one day at JW, Jeans West, yeah. I sold a pair of Jordash to Jordash. a man okay. <laughs> who would change my life. And then something Hank probably shouldn't have dug down into the pile for. Uh, to quote Dr. Luther King, Dr. Luther King, Luther. not Martin Luther King, Dr. Yeah, Luther Dr. King, Luther, yeah. he says, I had another dream. Well, that's not to quote him at all. That's not to he quote doesn't him at say all. To sell propane and propane accessories. And it looks over to these ladies in the audience. They're just kind of, Dr. King. Hmm. <laughs> he says, the name of that man and the distributorship who made me dream again, Strickland. Yes, and it's like up behind him, you know, you see a screen come down. Peggy comes out with an overhead projector, yeah. like old school overhead with slides type yeah, projector, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, he goes, as a young boy, I always dreamed of winning the Super Bowl. And then he's, he gets up there and he gets his things up and he says, uh, he's talking about the man of the, uh, he's talking about Buck Strickland. So he's spelling yeah. out his name behind him and he says, S stands for service. T is for trust. R is for reliability. Now. The I stands for, and then you just hear, jackass! Yeah. He's like, uh, no. <laughs> and then it pans to the back, and you see Miss Liz, uh, who's Buck's actual wife. wife. She is pissed. Coming she's in, in a, hot. She's in a, a fancy-ass pants, pantsuit. Coming in she, fast. Oh, she's just standing there with her arms crossed. Like Dolly Parton so Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Jackass! He says, uh, no, uh, no, it's for integrity. It's not even the right letter. <laughs> it's not even again, the right Again, Hank, just clue into what's going on here. That's not even the right letter. Yeah, he's never clued in. So she storms over to Buck, and uh, uh, you hear Thatherton say, that's Mrs. Strickland. This ought to be good. And then uh, uh, <laughs> Buck stands up real quick and goes, N now, Miss Liz, just calm down here. We in public. Uh, she says, you are in public with this little bimbo in front of half our Christmas card list. She looks over and goes, oh, those are my mother's earrings. And then Hank's still trying to get it together. He's like, C uh, is for uh, comp compassion. And then she, you, you hear Liz again. She's like, I want you out of the house. Buck says, yeah, but sweetie. She goes, and out of the lake house. He goes, oh, the lake house? She goes, I'm sorry I stole your thunder, Hank. Please start over. And, and then Hank's like, uh, uh well, uh, now where was I? And then you hear Thatherton scream, D, D for done. <laughs> uh, she storms out. Yeah. For, for people that didn't know, too, Kathleen Turner's the one done. that did uh, Jessica Rabbit's yes, voice. Yes, Jessica very Rabbit. much so, yeah. She's got that very breathy voice, you know. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Sounds all smoked out. Yeah, I could pretty well uh, uh, tag her every time I hear her voice. Yeah, she's got a very distinct voice. All right, so Miss Liz storms out, and then the next morning at Strickland, um, 
We hear, uh, Hank, my office, pronto. Now, we got to move fast. Hank, uh, give me whatever cash you got. And Hank, literally, Hank just pulls his wallet out and just gives him whatever cash. Doesn't yeah, ask, yeah, yeah. doesn't do anything, That's doesn't it. even stop. Just gives him a bunch of cash. Uh, by the way, Buck and Debbie came in together. Uh, Hank immediately hands the money over. He goes, huh, son, you just bought yourself a barbecue joint. Hank says, uh, uh, he, oh, he wow. picks up a coaster, right? And he's reading the coaster, and it says, Thereby transfer 100% ownership of Sugarfoot's Barbecue to Hank Hill. He goes, yeah, that's right. And after my divorce is final, you'll therefore transfer 100% ownership back to me. Ms. Liz can't have half of what I don't don't see or what I don't own, see? Sorry, that that needs to come out. I just burped right into the mic. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yeah, it sucked. Um, Ms. Liz can't have half of what I don't see or what I don't own, see? He goes, uh... You sabe, don't you? You sabe. Understand. Yeah. Hank says, uh, sir, I don't even know who you own, Sugarfoot. That place is an institution, I'll tell you what. You got a sawdust on the floor, brisket served up on butcher paper. He goes, yeah, 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 Hank, this ain't poetry night. Now, don't worry. place runs itself. Uh, the help makes the barbecue. I make the money. Now, go tell Joe Jack to come in here and get his new Evan Root outboard. <laughs> He's got a motor back <laughs> behind him. And uh, take Roger his scimitar, would you? <laughs> he holds him a big sword to give to Roger. So later in Hank's bedroom with Peggy, uh, Peggy is looking over this coaster, and she goes, with the power vested in me by the great state of Texas, I hereby notarize this beer coaster. And she stamps it. Stamp with her stupid notary stamp. Congratulations, Hank. You own a barbecue restaurant. Oh, yeah. And because we live in a community property state, I own half. So in addition, congratulations to me. And she stamps it again. (laughs) Such a shitty woman. All right, so next next morning we're at Strickland's, um, the the propane, not his house. and uh, he comes up and he goes, now, listen here, children, we're a family. Now, daddy still calls the shots, but Debbie's your new mama. <laughs> your new mama. Uh, he uh, opens his office door to a big old lawyer and Miss Liz sitting there at yeah. his desk, and they're just waiting on him. He goes, oh, shoot. Uh, the lawyer speaks up and says, pleasant morning to y'all. My name's Jewel Crawford, attorney at law. He's got a very, like, foghorn, leghorn type, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I tell you what. I you tell know. you what. Uh, Buck says, I know all about you, you sorry sack of sacrete. I mean, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's a great thing to say word. to somebody. I've never heard that one before. Sorry sack of sacrete. Sorry sacrete. Uh, sacrete, if you don't know, is a sacked concrete. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a, it's a a fast hardening. Fast. You just add water sacrete, to it, stir it up, yeah. throw it in there. Yeah, I've made tons of stuff with sacrete. Uh, anyway, including some shoes for people. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the lawyer says, sticks and stones, Buck, that's all you're going to be left with. Well, you uh, you must be the adulterous correspondent in this divorce. And he's looking at Debbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. says, aren't you pretty? Well, I see how you can make a man stupid. And Debbie just goes, thank you. <laughs> She's just <laughs> such an idiot. Uh, he says, uh, the lawyer says, Judge Yarbrough sends his best regards. And this hands him a, hands some papers to, Bill, uh, to Buck. He goes, it tells you when you got to leave, which is now, and where you got to go, which is out. <laughs> he goes, there, y'all caught up. <laughs> that's it. It's like, you got to go, out. You got to leave, now. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You're gone. Uh, he, he, Buck says, uh, God dang, Miss Liz, let go of my egos. The uh, lawyer responds with, I'm sorry you had to hear that, Miss Liz. <laughs> that's a big, he goes, now, drag yourself out that door before my ostrich boot puts your egos back in the toaster. <laughs> Whoa. Miss Liz says, thank you, Jewel. Uh, and then uh, Buck kind of mumbles a few things. He goes, Debbie, you stay here. I need you to be my eyes and ears. Debbie looks over at Miss Liz and goes, I'm his eyes and ears, and goes, and sticks her tongue out at her. She's oh, she's an idiot. Uh, and then Miss Liz says, yes, but your butt belongs to me because from now on I am the Strickland in Strickland Popane. 
Yep. Hank just kind of looks at it. So he doesn't know what's going to happen. And that is our first commercial break. And we'll take that. We'll be right back. Well, let me tell you, Rusty, uh, eating healthy used to be a struggle for me. But that was before I discovered the Blendjet 2 portable blender. The Blendjet 2. Now when fast food temptation strikes, I just blend up a delicious and nutritious protein shaker smoothie. You know, they gave us a whole bunch of those uh, little packages that came with the blender. Yeah. And there's some really good flavors in there. I mean, there's some like that matcha Thing. The green matcha? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty damn good. Uh, Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up smoothies at work, uh, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. Mm. It's small enough to fit uh, in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. Maybe a human thumb? Don't, it doesn't. Don't put your thumb in it. Blendjet 2 is whisper quiet, so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. Lasts for 15-plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C which has saved us all. There's nothing worse than turning that USB thing over and over and over and over and then finally finding how it plugs in, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't USB-C like that either. Saved yes. us, saved USB-C us all. saved us all. Best of all, Blendjet 2 cleans itself. <laughs> Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Uh, there's 30-plus colors and patterns to choose from. There's a Blendjet 2 to complement just about any style. I have, um, we have a pink one? Lavender. Oh, I think ours is lavender. Uh, yeah. Mine is the Toy Story Aliens. Oh, yeah. It's like the Pizza Planet one. Ooh, yeah. that Ooh. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, they've got some really cool uh, um, colors, and yeah. but I really like the patterns. I know one of the people here got one that looks like Woody the Sheriff. Is there a code mm. with them? There is a code. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and glab, gra- <laughs> grab yours glibity, today. Glibity glab glob. it today. Glibity, glibity, uh, glob. And when you do glab it, uh, make sure you use the promo code. B-W-A-A-A-1-2. That's to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the Blendjet 2 portable blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code BWAAA12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. Blendjet 2, formerly known as Blendjet. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's me, your puzzle-loving pal. Did you know I was a puzzle-loving pal? I didn't know you were a (laughs) puzzle-loving pal. I got to tell you about my latest obsession. It's Wongo Puzzles. Uh, These things are the real deal. They are high-quality, handcrafted, and perfect for anyone who loves a good challenge but doesn't want to dedicate their entire kitchen table to puzzles for a week. Trust me, I have been there. I will tell you this. uh, My parents, you know, they're very old and decrepit, and uh, they make... Uh, they they do puzzles all the damn time. Yeah, like there's always a table that what has like an unfinished do, right? puzzle. Yeah, it's either that or I don't know. Die. Feel, <laughs> feel your bones. Uh, so they these puzzles, these Wongo puzzles, they are a hundred percent wooden. Uh, they'll last forever. Uh, each piece is hand drawn. Just think about that for a second. Each piece is hand Hand drawn, drawn. so no two pieces are the same, and you'll discover some fun whimsy pieces as you work through it. Whimsy. They come in a custom wooden box, which is perfect for storage and gifting. You know, before we started doing this, I didn't realize how many people I know already have these Wongo puzzles. I mean, they're they're apparently pretty. pretty You can't go wherever Juan go. With uh, stunning designs and unique shapes, Wongo puzzles are a cut above the rest. I loved doing the snow globe puzzle myself. It was great to pull out a puzzle and be done in a night and not have it on the table for a week. 
Uh, what, so what are you waiting for? Let's go to Wongo Puzzles, W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and pick a puzzle today. And be sure to use the promo code B-W-A-A-A for 10% off your order. It's the most fun you'll have with a puzzle guaranteed or your money back. Go to W-O-N-G-O Puzzles.com and use your code B-W-A-A-A to get 10% off your order and get puzzling right now. All right, and we are back uh, from our first commercial break. Uh, we are uh, in Miss Liz's office now, which what used to be Buck's office. Yep. Hank's standing there in front of the, the desk, uh, and he goes, uh, look, Miss Strickland, I believe in being direct, so uh, can you just fire me now? I figure you probably want to bring in your own people. She goes, my people shop. Relax, Hank. I and my lawyer want this business to be profitable. I can't do that without you. I need you on my team. Hank's just like, mm, okay. Well, I do oh, love I, some teamwork. I do love teamwork, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She goes, Hank, what's the worst job on this team? He goes, worst paying or most degrading? Ah, hell, it's the same for both. It's tank wipe. <laughs> they always talk about this yeah. tank wipe job. Uh, well, it's funny that she doesn't fire Debbie. Like, she could have fired. Oh, no. She could keep everybody and fire Debbie at least, but she kept Debbie no, on no, no, just no, to no. give Debbie hell. She yeah. goes, Debbie, you're on tank wipe. I mean, she just immediately gives her the worst thing she could possibly think of. Uh, sawdust. Yeah. Uh, so now we're at Sugarfoot's. And um, Peggy has taken this to um, to heart. It's, it's yeah. Sugarfoot's going to be She's hers there. now, right? Yeah. So she comes storming in, and uh, she just looking around the place. She goes, "Oh, sawdust!" And then oh, I'm so sorry. You hear a customer, a couple of customers say, "Hey, Wayne. Hey, Bobby." Just I mean, things are going on as usual, yeah, right? Yeah. The place has not skipped a beat. And then uh, she she's talking to herself. She goes, oh, this place has so many possibilities. And then she sees somebody. She goes up to the counter, and she goes, hello, my name is Peggy Hill. I am the new owner of Sugarfoots. I don't know why people would just take her word for that. You yeah, know? I don't know. They're I mean, just, I just walk up to Whataburger. argue with her. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to try that. I just walk up to Whataburger. Hello, I am the new owner. Please give me seven burgers. Well, you know, give, me, uh, <laughs> give me a couple of the burgers over there. I'm the new owner. <laughs> uh, so there's a guy cutting meat at the, at the uh, counter, and I don't know. If you've never been to one of these kind of places, it's kind of like a Rudy's or something like that, you know, where you, you just tell them what you want. They portion yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. You walk up and they're already cutting the meat and stuff. And you quarter tell pound, them you half want half pound, full well, pound. Well, do you want yeah. wet? You want dry? You want yeah, quarter yeah. pound, half pound, whatever. And then somebody in the back is cutting up sausage and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's going. Uh, so she walks up to him and says she's the new owner. And this guy says, what happened to Mr. Buck? Oh, Mr. Buck's going through a nasty divorce, so he sold this restaurant to me and my husband, who will be a silent partner. Yeah. Damn, Peggy. Yeah, she's, she's this is rough. Turd. This she's one's such terrible. A turd. Yeah. And the guy, he's still cutting meat. He goes, okay, nice to meet you. I mean, he's just like, hey, screw it. I got, I got meat to cut. I got business to do. She goes, well, I have not met you yet because you have not told me your names. He goes, uh, well, that there's Elvin, our sauce man. He just points at the guy in the back. Uh -huh. He's stirring sauce, big, big yeah. goofy-looking dude. She says, uh-huh. He goes, uh, and Bubba, and he's over there, older man. He's serving uh, all the extras yeah, the and stuff. He's got, ochre, well, yeah, he's got a big ladle in his sides, hand and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He goes, that's Merle. She takes the money, points at the register, and he goes, I'm Little John. I cut meat. She goes, well, it's very nice to meet you, Little John. As my first order of business, I want you to know that you are no longer employees. You are now teammates on Team Peggy Hill, and I am your captain, Peggy Hill. He goes, uh-huh. That'd be fine, ma'am. <laughs> and he just yes. turns her around. Yep. And she turns right. around. She's like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm done. She turns around, runs into one of the customers. The dude's just got barbecue all over him now because yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just running into him. Just she's like, oh, I'm sorry. All right. And now uh, we see Hank walking up at the Casa Linda Apartments, uh, and he's knocking on 318D. 
Um, and he, he knocks on the door, and this hippie stoner-looking guy comes to the door, says, uh, I'm looking for building 25, apartment 13D. The guy goes, oh, yeah, this is it. Uh, and then you see Buck sitting in a recliner over there. He goes, yeah, I'm in here, old top. I uh, go, oh, uh, Debbie's place is right next to Sugarfoot's. That's a coincidence because yeah. he sees it right there. He yeah, goes, this, this is right my here. favorite line from might, Buck. Might be almost of all time. Ever. Yes. Yeah, this is a solid line. He goes, no coincidence. I like to eat. I like to hump. And I don't like to drive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just so good. That's great. I like to eat. I like to hump. He goes, so I built so he, Sugarfoot's yeah, next to the He built his <laughs> restaurant next to the singles apartment. He said, I built it next to the singles apartment. Yeah. That's funny. He goes, have a seat. Uh, and there is literally nothing in the room with, except for a couch and a single recliner. That's it. And he tells really? Hank, have a seat. Hank looks around, and he sees a saddle on the floor, and he has to move a freaking gun off of it to have a seat on it. So he finally sits down on the saddle. Uh, he looks down at the gun, and on the gun is scrawled Ms. Liz, so it's, like, uh, engraved on it. Yeah. Buck says, uh, that's my Italian scattergun. You ever heard anybody call it a scattergun? Mm, no, yeah. never. That gun, that saddle, them boots, one measly box of cash, that's all I could hide from my wife and that damn Jewel Crawford. Uh, Gail, who is is really reclining on the couch, uh, this is the hippie guy that's yeah. uh, her, her roommate, he goes, oh, eBay has a Smokey and the Bandit, Screaming Eagle, Black Trans Am, and Hot Wheels still in the blister pack. Hey, Buck, can I borrow $400? $400. <laughs> $400 that's not borrowed. Yeah. <laughs> and Buck, talking to Hank, he goes, that's Debbie's roommate, Laura. And <laughs> the guy says, it's Gail. Here's where I'm going to stick my light my fire bird, and he opens up his little Hot Wheels container. Yeah, He's yeah, going to yeah. like put it in there. The guy is completely clueless. Uh, Buck gets up and he looks. Uh, he looks on the table next to the couch. He goes, uh, "You going to shut up now? Is what you're going to do?" <laughs> talking to Gail. I'm talking to Gail. You going to yeah, shut yeah, up yeah. now? Is what you going to do? God dang it! Are those my pecan sandies? He holds up the bag. It's all empty, and he kind of goes. That was dinner. That was <laughs> He's dinner. really let down because yeah, his bag pecan of pecan sandies. sandies. Oh, yeah. how the mighty have fallen. Oh, boy. You're not kidding. I, I, see, I see him as that no matter what. Right, even if he's got all the money in the world, he's still, still eating pecan sandies. Oh, he's still eating pecan sandies. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's still he's still drinking a Dr Pepper with his peanuts in it and all that Probably, stuff. You yeah. know, yeah. All right, now we're at Strickland, uh, and uh, Hank pulls up. Uh, Miss Liz has already pulled up in her car out there. Hank gets out, and he's just like. Oh, she looks at him and goes, Hank, let's do something nice for our tummies, huh? And he's just like, okay. Uh, and then they end up at a place called the Magic Pan Cafe, which I don't think ever gets mentioned again. I don't know that we ever see it again. No, I don't think we but do. But it is a fancy, like... I don't like, think we ever see it or hear from it again. Yeah, yeah. it's like a fancy tea and, and ladyfinger sandwiches kind of place. You know? uh, I forgot to mention this. Yeah, so, do it. Uh, Apparently, Artie went and looked up some eBay listings for the mm. Bandit Screaming Eagle Black Trans Hot Wheels still in the blister pack, and he says they're currently listed in between one seventy five and one hundred ninety two dollars on eBay. Oh wow! Well, they're still holding some some decent value. Um, ain't no, ain't no cost <laughs> when they came out. The yeah, whole, that that uh, to, to be one hundred ninety two dollars. Oh yeah, I'm pretty. That's pretty. I think they were like a dollar ninety nine. You know, when they came out. I mean, when I was a kid, anyway, they were like ninety nine cents or something like yeah, that. Yeah. They were cheap. Um, I had a bunch of them. I had one of those cases that looked like a tire, you know? Yeah, and yeah. And then you open it up, it. and there yeah. it is. It goes in the little thing. I also had a Star Wars one like that that was in the shape of Darth Vader's head, and you put the figures in it and stuff. Oh, that's cool, yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't, I've never yeah, seen that. Yeah, it was fine. 
Uh, I was a very lonely child. Uh, so they're at the uh, Magic Pan Cafe. It's kind of a tea room. Uh, there's at a table, or they're sitting at a table, just the two of them. Hank's looking at the uh, menu, and he goes, uh, what would you recommend if none of this looks good? <laughs> she, <Yeah. laughs> Miss Liz to the waiter. She obviously comes here all the time. She goes, Crepe Saint Jacques and the Florentine for the madam, says the waiter. Uh, and he just kind of goes off to get her. Get her. You can tell she's been there a lot since a he lot. knows yeah. you know, what to get her. Now, Crepe Saint Jacques. Can you look that up? I think it's a ham sandwich. But Oh, Crepe Saint Jacques. It's yeah. a crepe filled with onions, mushrooms, scallops, and cheese oh. with a sauce made of the same stuff. Okay. But with white wine. Huh. Okay. Well, I didn't realize. All right. Uh and uh, she she kind of looks at uh she looks at Hank and she says, "You know, I can remember barely when waiters didn't call me madam or madame." Madame. And she just kind of she's she's crying a little bit. Yeah. Hank is like, uh, "Of course this makes him extremely uncomfortable." Uncomfortable, yeah. He's like, "Uh-huh. Uh looks like you need a refill." He gets up with her glass and she just she like grabs his arm. She goes, Oh, Hank, I can forgive my husband's benders and the profanity and his inappropriate comfort with all aspects of the human body. <laughs> but it's the women, Hank. My purse of forgiveness is finally empty. He says, oh, please don't make me choose sides. Mr. Strickland's been very good to me, and I've worked for him as long as he's been cheating on you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's his, bad, that's yeah. his time frame, as long as he's been cheating on you. She says, we both deserve better, Hank. I'd like you to have this. And she hands him a Zippo with HRH uh, on it. Yeah. And she goes, Hank Rutherford Hill, I'm making you manager, and I'm giving you a raise. He says, Damn. wow, manager? Well, well, I hope you won't pass the cost of my raise on to the customer. And she's just like, oh, you. So now we're at Sugarfoot's. Uh, there's a staff meeting afoot. That's uh, funny. I can't no believe he would say that. What? Who would even say that? Who would say what? Oh, here's a raise. Oh, are you sure? Oh, don't pass it on to the customer. I don't want you to pass it on to the customer. It just shows you how much he gives a crap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Eggie is having her first staff meeting, and for some reason, Bobby and, and Lou Ann are there. They're the staff now, I guess, too, uh, along with Elvin, uh, Little John, and whatever the other guy's name was, yeah. and the lady who takes the cash. Uh, she goes, oh, okay, so welcome to our very first team meeting. Now, this is our new suggestion box, and she pulls a box from out from under the table. Uh, by the way, everybody has a little pink envelope in yeah, front of them at the table. Them, yeah. She goes, now, this is our new suggestion box. It's a way for each of us to anonymously suggest ways we can whip this place into shape without losing fear or without fear of losing our jobs. She rattles the box around a little bit. She goes, oh, somebody's already made a suggestion. This is exciting. Uh, and then she reads it, and it says, sweep out the sawdust and put down carpet. Carpet Texas is having another going out of business sale. Excellent. Approved. Well, obviously, Peggy, you've put that in the box. That's disgusting, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then little John brings it down to earth, and he goes, you know, that box will work better if you cut a to hole in the top. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. She goes, mm -hmm, possibly. Uh, she says, now, in addition to the anonymous suggestion, I have a few thoughts of my own. Elvin, when customers walk into Sugarfoot's, what's your first thought? Elvin says, I'm hungry. She goes, uh-huh. Uh, uh, she goes, it's also, why isn't this place good enough to be a chain? Well, nobody's thinking that. Nobody's maybe. thinking that at all. She goes, now my own experience tells me that people are willing to sacrifice individuality for comfort and familiarity. And his autobiography, Wendy's founder, Dave Thomas, agrees. Elvin goes, I like, I like them, them square, square hamburgers. hamburgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like them square hamburgers. I don't. She goes, exactly. Now, everyone, please open up your chore envelopes. And they all go to open their envelopes. You don't like the square burgers? Uh, I like charbroiled patties. Burger King is the only place, really, that you can get a charbroiled patty around here. My dad refuses to eat Wendy's because he doesn't like the square meat. I I don't. 
It's just a friggin' fast isn't food it, burger, Dad. It doesn't it, matter. Well, I don't know. It kind of bothers me that it's square, too. Are they... I don't care. How are they forming it? In a square box? I don't know. How are they cutting? Would they get square cows? Mm-hmm. I've, never seen, I've never seen a square cow. I've never seen a totally round cow either. But I've seen a round cow, though. You haven't seen a round cow. I mean, cows are round, <laughs> not square. They're, a cow, a cow's not as angular... <laughs> As that beef, there's too many. Is your d- is your dad afraid of square beef or is he afraid of ninety degree afraid, angles? He's just afraid of squares in general. He's just afraid yeah, of like ninety like degree angles. Ah, I've seen him. I've is seen he him. uncomfortable near window I've sills? seen him throw a <laughs> bottle through a TV screen like a hundred times, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> over and over. Damn squares! And he squares. just throws something yeah. the windows. <laughs> all right, so they all pick up their envelopes and open them up. Now we're at the Hill House. It's nighttime. The phone's ringing. Hank gets it. Uh, he says hello. Oh, uh, hi, Miss uh, Miss Strickland. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, a propane emergency? Oh, my God. This is, oh, that's, for Hank. That's crazy. That's like texting somebody 911. You know, this is. Might be worse than 911. He'd get there faster. So he is. His response time is better than any, oh, any first yeah. responder. Oh, he'd be a great, like, Uber driver or oh, yeah. Jimmy John's. He'd work great for Jimmy oh, John's. Freaky fast, yeah. He, uh, only if there was a propane emergency on the other end of that. That's Jimmy right. John that's right. It's <laughs> true. Uh, so we see him almost immediately. He's at her door. He rings the doorbell. She comes to the door. By the way, in a silk kimono, and her hair is tied up, but it's got a couple of those chopsticks in it. You know, holding it like the sexy whatever. You know, I, I don't know. She, you can tell she doesn't have anything on underneath that thing. She goes, come in, Hank. There seems to be a propane leak in the master bedroom. And this is looking very suspect. Master bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very suspect. We're in a very sus situation. We all know what's fixing to happen. Hank has no friggin' clue. He has zero clue. clue. And And I I don't think that Hank is, uh, Hank cares. I love a quote here towards the end where Mr. Strickland talks about sex and Hank. So that's coming up. But uh, she goes, come on in. It's a, I think it's a propane link in the master bathroom. He goes, huh, is it the whirlpool or the heater? They, uh, they, she says, uh, you're the professional, and I just know it's not hot enough in there yet. Yet, yeah. And they walk towards <laughs> that. He goes, oh, sounds like the heater. They open the door, and there's just candles everywhere. It's a circular bathtub yeah, for two, bu- just full of bubbles. It's like a very you know, yeah. Teddy Pendergrass, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's get it on. Uh, and then he goes, oh, this might be electrical. Like, he still has zero clue, right? And so he goes down, and in these these tubs with jets and stuff, a lot of times they'll have an access door down yeah, at the yeah, bottom yeah. of it. So he opens that access door and starts sticking his head in there, and his butt's sticking up. And uh, uh, she, she, he says it might be electrical. And his, his butt's sticking up in the air. He's looking in the hole, and she goes, I knew you were the right man for the job. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just yeah, getting super dirty here. It's getting nasty. Hank is down there looking around with a flashlight. He goes, you know, i got to be honest with you, Miss Liz. I was worried when you took over at Strickland. Uh, she says, could you pass me more of those bath beads? Oh, Uh-oh. sure. Yeah, Uh-oh. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, sure. It's and still I, funny how it doesn't register to him at all. Uh, it, uh, yeah. Nothing. He goes, and I didn't want to leave Strickland. And then you hear a cork pop. He looks over and he goes, is that champagne? And she says, she's pouring it into two different flute glasses. And she goes, and these are two glasses. He says, huh, yep, a backup glass, just in case one of them breaks. Smart. <laughs> Again. Oblivious. Yeah. She goes, Hank, let's get in there and make some soup. And she, which is just the grossest way of saying let's make a bath together. Not only is it the grossest way to say it, you're, you're saying it to the soup. wrong person. Oh, my Lord. I don't ever say make some soup. She lets her hair down, her robe. She's completely naked. Imagine, Hank, though, uh, like, 
a uh, woman says, hey, let's make some soup. And then you go into the bathroom and she's got lightly seasoned water with <laughs> carrots and <laughs> potatoes in it. Like an old cartoon. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? <laughs> What's going on here? Uh, she lets her hair down, her robe. She's completely naked. Hank looks around. Oh, 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 and he just falls into the tub, you know, and she's, she's like, oh, Hank, no, 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 Hank. He's sputtering and kind of clawing around. He almost drowns and then he finally gets out and he runs out and he's just covered in bubbles. That's it. So she has come on to him. And that is our second commercial break. We will take that, tell you all about the newest things and the most stuff you can buy. And we will be right back. Hey, Rusty, did you know that you could be putting oil and chemicals in your coffee? No, I mean, I, didn't know that. I mean, I love coffee creamer, but I don't think I've ever turned a bottle around to actually see what's inside. You know, recently I did, and I found out many of my favorite creamers, like especially the one my wife used to use, uh, they contain ingredients I would never intentionally add to my coffee cup, like canola oil, ooh, dipotassium phosphate, whatever Sounds that is, terrible artificial flavors. I don't, I can't take artificial flavors a lot of the times. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good on any flavoring. Taste, they taste gross. I like. I don't like flavors in my coffee. I like. Co I like the earth and flavor of. Coffee. I mean, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I I do love it. I just um, I don't like all that crap in my coffee, right? Yeah, no, who does that? So let me tell you about Laird Superfoods then. Uh, they have better ingredients, amazing taste, and functional benefits. Uh, Laird Superfood creamers are crafted from the highest quality all-natural real food ingredients. All Laird products are sustainably sourced and thoroughly tested to ensure that you're incorporating the cleanest, finest fuel into your routine. Now, they're all-natural. They've got whole food ingredients. Uh, they contain naturally occurring MCTs from coconut oil. And everybody tells you coconut oil is good for you. Mm -hmm. There's no artificial flavors, no colors, no additives, uh, no sugar from highly refined corn syrup. So that's a big deal right there. Um, if you take one thing you do every day and make it better, Laird developed his creamer himself to stay powered for a day on the waves. He was a big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton was, and he needed a morning fuel that could allow him to spend the entire day chasing the ultimate wave. So he made this creamer, and it is, uh, it's, it's crazy, crazy good. Uh, Laird sources high-quality plant-based ingredients globally and puts an emphasis on U.S. sources whenever possible. They aim to source responsibly and sustainably and believe that the food you consume should be as good for the earth as they are for you. They have honest and transparent products and labels. Uh, if you try it, you won't go back. Um, they have functional superfood creamers, instant lattes, and prebiotic greens. They have a variety of snacks and supplements full of wholesome plant-based ingredients to keep you charged for wherever life takes you. So to get a deal on Laird Superfoods, I need you to go to zen.aibwaaakingofthehill. So that's zen.ai slash bwaaakingofthehill. And your offer code there is BWAAA. So Laird Superfoods makes a better creamer that keeps you powered all day, and it's better for you, the earth, and your coffee. What do you say, Rusty? You want to go get some coffee? Mmm. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rusty? Yeah? Did you know that dehydration is the leading cause of daytime fatigue? Oh, no. I don't know about you, but like 2, 33 o'clock, I just hit a wall almost every day. I was shocked to learn that even mild dehydration can cause headaches, muscle weakness, brain fog. But luckily, there's a cure. Oh, there is? Uh, actually, I should have said there's a solution. It's called cure. Cure hydration. Uh, the cure hydration is an oral rehydration solution, or ORS, 
uh, that contains the perfect balance of electrolytes. You know how important that is because plants crave it. Super important. And glucose to help your body absorb water and rehydrate quickly. The formula is made with all natural ingredients like coconut water, powder, and pink Himalayan salt. And it is free from artificial flavors, sweeteners, and preservatives. Cure Hydration is vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. That makes it a great option for anyone with dietary restrictions and preferences. Uh, The packets that they give you, they're convenient. They're easy to use. You just mix them with water and drink. They're perfect for on-the-go, travel, or anytime you need quick hydration. Uh, hydration is more than just drinking water, Rusty. It is, uh, that's what Lauren Picasso, a lifelong endurance athlete, discovered as she struggled to stay hydrated no matter how much water she drank. I've known people like that. My yeah, wife, my yeah, wife yeah, drinks yeah. so much water, it's crazy. Lauren found Cure, a science-backed electrolyte drink mix to make hydration easy for everyone. Uh, Cure believes that hydration should be simple and effective, but also clean and natural. That's why they only use the highest ingredients and quality plant-based uh, stuff to avoid any artificial or harmful additives. They're committed to transparency and honesty. All of their ingredients are clearly listed on their website and packaging, and they're always happy to answer any questions or concerns. So are you ready to combat dehydration? Absolutely. You, you can try Cure today and feel difference for feel the difference for yourself. Use your code. B-W-A-A-A. <laughs> You're good for 20% off your order. Try Cure today and feel the difference for yourself. Use our special code BWAAA for 20% off your order. Uh, Your coupon will be activated at checkout. Try Cure Hydration. Stop drying out. And we is back. Um, So next day, this is the next day, and it's at Strickland's. It's in Mrs. Liz's office, which used to be Buck's office. Uh, it's just her and and Hank in there, and she goes, uh, Hank, I am so embarrassed about last night. You're a real gentleman, and I was a little less than a lady. A little less than. She goes, I'll try to be patient with you and my desires. He goes, uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, there's no personal, uh, and she kind of grabs his shoulder. She goes, it was my fault, and I'm turning over a new leaf. Now, here's your new manager's uniform. Put it on, and let's go into the showroom. Hank takes the clothes. And uh, a couple minutes later, they're in the showroom, and all the people are gathered around. Miss Liz comes out, and she goes, In recognition of his dedication to the company, I promoted Hank Hill to be the new manager of Strickland Propane. And you hear the applause and stuff, and then Hank comes out. And Hank's wearing short shorts. Like, little short shorts. Short shorts. Hank ain't got no ass to begin with, but he's wearing a little short shorts. And uh, you kind of hear them all snicker and stuff. And and then Joe Jack goes, <coughs> Boy toy. He's like, he calls him a boy toy right there in front of everybody. That's kind of bad, though. Oh, that's, it's that's terrible. That's By the rough. way, Debbie is in the background. She's polishing doorknobs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's what Artie. That's what Artie put on here too. Yeah, dirty she's old polishing man. doorknobs. <laughs> you dirty old men. And Hank, he's like a uh, boy toy. I, I don't even, even know what that, that means. I never. Know. I didn't even. Notice she's polishing that. knobs until yeah. after I read Artie's notes, and then because we haven't recorded, Artie sent me these notes. Yeah. Before. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like two weeks ago. Well, he sent them to me the because because uh, we record usually on a Saturday and a yeah. Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, Johnny Hardwick had died that Friday. Yeah. So we didn't record right. the episode, right. and then we didn't right. record last week. So right. I've sat on these notes for two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So I was watching the show after I'd read his notes, and I noticed I was like, I didn't even notice that the polishing first, knobs. My first yeah. run through, I didn't notice yeah. that she was polishing knobs. I thought that was a good tongue in cheek. By joke the way, by the, thank, writers, by the way, thanks back. Uh, thanks again, Artie. We, and this uh, is uh, appreciate you sticking with us. A Jim Dotrie. <coughs> uh, that was Jim written Dotrieve, by Jim Dotrie. Yeah, and directed by uh, Jeff Myers. Oh. Speaking of which, I'll go ahead and announce now to to our fans. Uh, 
I've been talking to a podcaster that has talked with some people who have done some stuff on King of the Hill, and uh, he's reached out to them for me, and uh, one of them has gotten back with me, and uh, it's in later seasons. This this guy's in the later stuff, like 10, you know, way down the line doing mm-hmm, storyboard mm-hmm. stuff, but I still think it'd be cool to, to oh, talk please. to somebody, even though we're so far away. Anybody from, from who's that, involved but, in the in the production, but, uh, he said he was he he would love to come chat with us. So we'll have we'll have some guests coming soon. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I love that. That'd be that's a perfect Friday episode. Yeah, I've been working on it for a little while. I wanted to have like a good chunk of guests lined up, like that I could pick from, and then have yeah, a, sure, sure, have, sure, sure, have some guests for. Fridays. Well, I tell you what, I sure appreciate the guy coming on the other day and talking about Johnny. That was that was oh, that amazing. was, oh, that was yeah, special. just amazing. Yeah, it was special. Uh, and Hank kind of looks around at, at him and goes, boy, toy, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Jack what says, mean Joe, Ms. Liz, Debbie, see you around, Debbie. I mean, yeah, they, everybody's yeah. just like, okay, well, you're the new Debbie. Mean Joe, Ms. Liz is Debbie. Now we go over to uh, Debbie's apartment. Uh, Buck, Buck is buck naked in the, in the bathtub, uh, yeah. and he's pulling out big clumps of hair out of the shower. Disgusting, but yes. And then Debbie yes. is sitting on the toilet doing her nails. Um, yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, Judas H. Priest, Debbie, did you shove a cat down this drain? And Debbie says, I haven't had time to do anything except be your wife's slave. Bucks, you've got to do something. He goes, yawn, yawn, Debbie, I can't help no more. She goes, well, I'm tired of wiping tanks all day to support this home while you just sit there like a king watching all my children with Gail. <laughs> yeah. He goes, geez, now I'm not a history buff, but I tell you, I don't remember Louis XIV spending his days pulling hippie hair out of drains. Yeah. <laughs> Gail comes to the door, who... The most clueless person in this show ever, I believe. He says, uh, you're out of tortilla chips, Buck. Uh, he goes, well, that's it. Debbie, get me my flip-flops. I'm going to shave in the pool. And she just like throws him at him, hits him in the face with his flip-flop. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to shave in the pool. Shave in the pool. All right, now we're in the alley with the guys. It's getting to be uh, like evening. And uh, <laughs> we see Peggy backing out in the car with uh, Luann and Bobby, obviously going to Sugarfoot's to, to lord over her new empire. And you hear Bill say, poor Peggy, doesn't suspect a thing about Miss Liz. Hank says, there's nothing to suspect. I haven't done anything except my job. And then Dale, his only line in this whole thing, well, you can kiss that goodbye unless you kiss Miss Liz in a pleasing manner. Yeah. Bill says, uh, or you could call the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Dale says, or you could just put out <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill's like eh, six of one. <laughs> He's like six oh, of one, half dozen shit. of another. <laughs> Hank responds and goes, "I'm not gonna put out. I'm not gonna lose my job, and I'm not gonna let Peggy find out about any of this." Dale, give me a cigarette. This is a big deal. First time we've seen Hank smoke since season one. Yeah, episode ten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's been done with him. Uh, Dale says, "I thought you quit because cigarettes cause death." They do, you know, so pace yourself. <laughs> it's so funny. Pace yourself, yeah. And I just wrote down, Hank's smoking with like 14 exclamation marks. All right, so now it's at night. Uh, uh, Hank in his little boy short shorts is coming out of the uh, get in, get out there. And uh, he gets into his truck with the cigarettes that he bought. And you just see this hand come up and you hear Debbie go, need a light? Yeah. And he's like, whoa, Debbie, what are you doing here? Why are you in your underwear? And you see her crawl over the seat, which is the most uncoordinated thing. But she's in like her lingerie. You know, she's in this black bra and panties. She goes, I need you to protect me from Miss Liz. 
she hates me. He goes, well, you're going to, you, you are having an affair with her husband. Yeah, absolutely. Every, she goes, every right to hate you. She goes, you're my boss now, Hank. I was having an affair with my boss and you're my boss now. And nah, then she goes, he don't want Hank, that. he gets out, he starts running around the car. She gets out, starts chasing him. He goes, no, sir. I'm sorry. But at this point in time, I'm going to have to reject your advances. That's funny. <laughs> and they're chasing each other around the truck. He finally gets in the truck. Uh, and she's like, this ain't over. Nobody rejects Debbie Grun. She's just pounding on the window next to him. He goes, well, I just did. And then he drives off. She goes, oh, you'll be sorry, Hank Hill. I, and again, we've never known her last name. Now we know her last name. Yep. And she just immediately went to whoever she can screw that's her boss. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, that's, that's nuts, right? That's it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you guys hear anything behind us, they're having the Margarita and Salsa Festival in the um, the parking lot right here behind us. Is that really what's yeah. going on? Mm -hmm. That's what you're hearing. You hear all that? Listen. Yeah. There's I didn't know there music. was something going on yeah. down there. Yeah, Margarita and Salsa Festival. Oh, I might have to go up and get some food. This is the first year that they've had it there, or they've had it here. And it's not been going on for like two or three years because the guy that or the people that originally started it stopped. And then I think somebody else took it over and moved it down here, yeah. which I mean, that's great. I mean, it is 147 degrees outside, but sure, it's great. Yeah, that, I'm not going outside. So now we're at the Hill House later on. <laughs> I'm, not go, I'm not going outside. <laughs> I'm not going outside. I'll go outside Monday. Yeah. It's supposed to cool off. Yeah. 90s cool. By for the me. way, you when know, they when they say cool off, we're still talking 90s. 95, 96. But that's the thing is, is 90s is good for me. I can go outside in the 90s and, and be out there and be okay for a little while and be out. But when it's 110, it was, it was it's just because when you're driving down the road yeah. at 90, yeah. it, like it's 90 degrees sure. outside and you got the windows down and you're sure. doing 60, you get a, you feel a slight, yeah, it's a little not, bit of breeze. Yeah. Not a lot, but it's enough not cool, to where but it's, it's comfortable cooler. and you can yeah, sure. ride around the lake. Well, it's that summer breeze kind of thing. You but know. 110, 110 there's no air. There's no air. There's no friggin' air. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in Denver, that was like, Oh, it was nice. It was 95 one day. It was lovely. And they were just like, oh, my God, it's so hot. Yeah, I said, but the difference is here, y'all got no humidity. There's no, none there. Dry, yeah. I said, here, 114, you go inside, you take a shower, you're nice and clean, you go outside, you're wet, just almost immediately. Pretty much, yeah. Anyway, okay, so now we're at the Hill House later, uh, and uh, uh, but, uh, he, uh, Hank comes in the house. He's still in his little short shorts. And he goes, whoa, Mr. Strickland, because uh, Buck is sitting in Hank's living room with the eternal flame uh, uh, thing sitting next to him. And yeah, flame, right, right next to him. And the flames going on it, which I didn't know those things lit up until I saw this. I didn't remember the fact oh, that that I lit up. But it's, it's on, you know. He goes, well, well, the plaintiff called me uh, gloating all about your little rub-a-dub-dub -dub in my tub. And Hank, uh, Buck is literally sitting there with that gun, with his scatter gun. Yeah. And uh, and whiskey, which is not good for Buck. No, not Buck, at all. Buck whiskey Definitely gun, that's too Buck. much. He goes, now, soup is good food, Hank, but keep your spoon in your own bowl, which <laughs> I love that quote. Yeah. He goes, sir, we go back 15 years, and in all that time, I have only had one mistress, and her name is propane. Peggy and I have an understanding about that. Yeah. It's just too many words, Hank. Way too many. He goes, oh, heck, Hank, I believe you. And this is what I was talking about. He goes, oh, heck, I, I believe you. I know you don't have sex. He's <laughs> just like, I know you don't, I know have, you sex. don't have sex. Hank goes, that's well, uh, that's, that's not yeah. exactly accurate. <laughs> but that's not I mean, exactly it kind of is. He goes, I had, it, I had it all, Hank. I had a good wife to, to mother me. I had a pretty young girlfriend. I was living like a Frenchman, but I blew it up. I lost my wife and my money. And, and now 
I want my wife and my money back. I mean, like Buck's breaking down at this point. No, he is. Know? It's tearing him up. Yeah. So we go to the next day. We're in Liz's office. Hank comes in and he says, Mrs. Strickland, you told Buck that we made soup when you know darn well we certainly did not make soup. We did not make soup. <laughs> she goes, oh, yes, Hank, I did. I told him I made a big bowl of cream of us. And, and for that, I'm oh, sorry. Cream no. of us. That's so <laughs> gross. We it's see through the window, disgusting. Debbie's out there wiping tanks down, so she's still going at it. Hank says, Crema, what, what kind of teamwork was that? She goes, Buck and I have been doing the same dance for 32 years. I needed, him, I needed to dip him for a change. He goes, I've never seen a man so dipped in his life. I don't even know what that means. I don't so really dipped. know what that means either. She goes, oh, Buck. Hank says, so you dragged my good name through the dirt just to make Buck jealous? She goes, oh, try and forgive me, Hank. He says, you know what? In the name of forgiveness, why don't you let me buy you dinner at Sugarfoot's tonight, 6 o'clock? Yeah, 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 forgiveness. So he's hatching a plan. Hank's got a plan. So now we're back at the Hill House. Uh, the phone on the wall has rung. He picked it, he picked it up. Uh, he goes, Buck, I thought you might be in the mood for This is Hank. I thought you yeah. might be in the mood for something besides SpaghettiOs. Uh-huh. How about meeting me at Sugarfoot's for dinner? Uh, keep an eye on your hidden assets. Okay, I'll see you at 6. He hangs up the phone, starts to go out to the thing, the the... Uh, phone rings again. He picks it up. Hello? And you hear this old lady, may I speak to Peggy? He goes, no, I'm sorry. Peggy's at Sugarfoot's. Can I take a message? And then we realize it's Debbie because she goes, yep. tell her that Debbie Grun slept with her husband. And then it splits That's the screen. Up. It splits the screen. Debbie on one side, Hank on the other side. And Debbie <laughs> or Hank's like, who is this? Well, you know good and goddamn well <laughs> who it is, Hank, at that yeah. point. She goes, it's Debbie. <laughs> Remember me? He goes, oh, and this is again, Hank being out of touch is one thing, but this is something complete. This is something that Bill would say. Yeah. He goes, "Hey, put that old lady back on the phone. Maybe she can talk some sense into you." Hank, it was her. It was her being the old lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's it's like, her being the old lady. put the old lady back on the phone. She goes, "Oh, don't bother with that message. Sugarfoot's is right across the street. I'll tell your wife myself." So now she's <laughs> now she's threatening Hank with sex that never happened. Never happened. He goes, no, "No, no, 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 I don't want you to do that." She goes, "Why not?" He goes, "Well, because uh, then it'd make it even harder for us to uh, pursue our relationship." <laughs> He's just like dragging so these awkward, words out. Yeah. It's so awkward. She goes, "So we're gonna do it?" And he goes, "Uh, <laughs> yes, we're gonna." Do, do it. it. <laughs> it's how he said yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do uh, it. <laughs> do it. Yeah. So he hangs up and then uh oh he says she goes, I like it when you talk dirty. Like Ooh. Hank said, like he's talking dirty. He didn't he didn't say anything dirty. That's nasty. And he goes, uh he goes, Therefore, uh I am now going to drive over there, baby. <laughs> he says he baby. says he says baby, and you you really hear Mike Judge at that point because oh uh, when he says baby he goes yeah, therefore yeah. I will drive over there baby, baby. yeah <laughs> uh, he kind of moans he hangs up and he goes I just had phone sex and he like shudders shudders <laughs> like that's phone sex that was not phone sex all right so now we're at the Sugarfoot's grand reopening there's a big banner outside uh, and we're looking around. And the place has definitely changed. Bobby is the mater d at the door. Uh, Hank comes through and he goes, "Welcome to Peggy's Sugarfoot." So now it's Peggy's Sugarfoots. Oh, right? now she's gonna change he the goes, name and everything. And how many in your pot? And Hank says, "Bobby, quick, where's your mother? What the hell happened to this place?" He looks around. He 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 kind of looks around and he sees that that it's very like country chic 
in there now. Yeah, you know, yeah, or yeah. Shabby it's, chic it's, or whatever. Changed it up. My favorite like part, though, Joanna type building. Yeah, favorite part though is a little train goes by, and on the train it says no substitutions, substitutions. and then you see a big Peggy head on top of one of these train cars with a finger going no, like no, this. No, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> it just says no substitutions uh, uh, with a big Peggy on it. He goes, uh, Pe- Pe- Peggy, have you have you seen Debbie from work? Because he finally finds Peggy. She goes, it is always about your work, isn't it, Hank? Well, we're not at Strickland Propane now. We are at Peggy Sugarfoot's. You haven't said one word about how I've turned this place around. You didn't turn the place around, Peggy. All you she did, did was put shit on the walls and a train with your That's head it. on it. Uh, Little John comes over and goes, yo, your choo-choo's gone off the track. That's like the sixth time today that thing's got off the track that I know of. Peggy's just like, ugh. Uh, and then uh, in comes uh, Buck. Buck looks around and goes, now, what the hell happened to this place? It's prissier than Tony Roma's. You ever been in a Tony Roma's? Never been to a Tony it's Roma's. It's a rib place. It's not prissy. But I did it's have, like a steakhouse. Uh, I did have some facts about Tony Roma's, though, here. Please, so, go for uh, it. This is from Artie. Thanks, Artie. So... Prissier than Tony Roma's. First opened in 1972 in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, after four years of being, it was opened by a guy named Tony Roma. Yeah. Uh, after Not four Tony years, Romo. Uh, after yeah, Tony Romo. After, but it's funny you say Tony Romo. After four years of being open, it was bought by Clint Murchison Jr., former owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, really? So oh, wow. At that time, huh. at that time, he was the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. Generally, but you'll he find bought uh, he bought the U.S. routes. It. Oh, really? All the he, rights in the U.S. and then uh, he founded a corporation called the Roma Corporation, and then now they're in like a hundred locations on five continents. Well, I was going to say, usually a Tony Roma's you'll find in a mall or a place like that. It's yeah. not like a freestanding like steakhouse. You know, ribs, onion loaf. It is a little bit. It's 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 chilies, but steaks. You know, as you generally what it is yeah. i remember as a kid i thought tony Chili's romas was eggs, well i thought i thought <laughs> no, tony romas was fancy i've never heard it be uh, explained like that but yeah, yeah that, that's it's pretty Chili's much with steaks that's what it is yeah, yeah it's like an applebee's yeah with that's right that's right thing, yeah and so uh, uh ass food. hank is telling him he goes well why don't you take a seat and he says bobby and he's like he wants bobby to take him over to have a seat and then liz comes in uh, uh buck looks over miss liz she goes buck Oh my God! There used to be a horseshoe over the door that we took off our horse on our on our honeymoon, and these walls—they used to be as smoky color as your eyes. He go, she goes, "What have they done to Sugarfoot? Sugarfoot?" He says, "Well, why you hadn't called me Sugarfoot in years?" And yeah. it, they're just like all together again, they're, just, they're just fired back know. up. Yeah. She goes, "Buck, you gotta promise me." He goes, "Oh, sweetheart, yeah, baby, I know it." That's the hundredth and fiftieth, five thousand times. He's yeah. probably been promising her oh, for thirty-five please. years. He says, "Don't you worry <laughs> about nothing because you know what, Debbie is history." And then you hear Hank, and he goes, "Oh my God, Debbie, I gotta stop her!" And he runs out in his little short shorts. He's gonna stop Debbie. My my uh, my grandpa actually. Now uh, go ahead and tell a funny family story. Yeah, please. So, uh, when my mom was nineteen, my grandparents split up. My mom was the youngest, so pretty much when my mom went to college, and you know she was getting she was actually getting ready to graduate because she's you know in England they start college earlier. So yeah. by nineteen, you're getting ready university. to graduate. Yeah, university. So uh, she's getting ready to graduate college and stuff like that. My grandpa feels like, all right, I have fulfilled my obligation yeah, yeah, to yeah. family sure. and home. As a parent, I'm good. And uh, left with secretary. Uh, left my grandma and then, wow. and then moved off with the secretary. But he had been with his secretary for like 10 years up to that point. He'd been cheating on my grandma for a really long time up to that, that point. Sucks. And then uh, he stayed married to that woman all the way until she died. Though. Oh, wow, uh, really? She died before he did. And yeah. then uh, uh, he had a girlfriend after that. But I mean, but that was huh. when he was in his like 70s. Yeah. But uh, so he was with her from... Uh, 
that was probably his like mid fifties. Did you have to be around her? Uh, I was never really around my grandpa that uh, much. Okay. Yeah, that's were, what I was wondering. They, they were strange. How it, uncomfortable it was the, that. Well, him be. and my mom were strange because my grandma injected all these ideas into my mom's head and stuff. So my mom like had an aversion to him. Didn't like him for Got years because she was it. real young yeah. and all she well, saw. Well, she heard the head, one side. Yeah. And well, it was she... her first like divorce in her family. None of sure. nobody got divorced. Everybody, sure. you know, her grandparents were all mm. married. Everybody stayed together her whole life. So that was like the first instance she'd ever seen it. Yeah. At 19. So, yeah. uh, she was estranged from, so I never really got to, I only met him one time, huh. but I talked to him on the phone a few times as, as yeah. a, as a teenager, but he got brain cancer when I was in my twenties and then he died when I was like 24. What a fun but, story. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. That's the, in relation, that's the kind of relation thing to it. It was, uh, the cheating thing. So they, they're they like... With your secretary. They're like thick as thieves again. You know, uh, he runs out. Pressure. He, he says he's got to stop her. He runs over to the apartment. Uh, he's pounding on the door. He goes, uh, and then uh, Gail opens the door. Gail, by the way, um, same name of a guy in Breaking Bad that something terrible happens to him when he opens the, the apartment door. Uh, Is Gail the chicken man? No. No. Gail's like the scientist that he brings in to replace Walter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He goes. Uh, I gotta. I gotta talk to Debbie. And then we go back to Sugarfoot's. Uh, Peggy. Walter is, kills him right because he sees him as competition. I, I'm not gonna spoil that for everybody. Oh, okay. And no. Um, but <laughs> we're at Sugarfoot forever. No, it's Jesse. It. Jesse shoots him. In oh, Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse kills him. Jesse. Uh, we we see Peggy in the back, and she's pouring these giant industrial things of mayonnaise into a bowl. Mayonnaise she's got a ketchup. gigantic ketchup thing next to her. That's her barbecue sauce. She, well, she's saying and ketchup. Mix. Yeah, she's saying That's to disgusting. herself, mm, "Everybody's gonna love my new barbecue no, sauce." Why would anybody want new barbecue sauce? The place was going fine. Well, Just leave it the hell alone. Making a new barbecue sauce. You don't use mayonnaise. You have some spices yeah. in there, some watch your sister sauce, some all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't mayo and ketchup. But she's oh, back there and she's doing all this stuff, and then she hears a gunshot. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, what was that? And she sticks her head out the back door into the alley. Uh, she's got a flashlight with her all of a sudden. And she's like looking around. Hello, is anybody out there? Hank, is that you? Mr. Strickland? Miss Liz? All right, whoever you are, we do not accept bills larger than a 20, <laughs> which I guess she's hollering at, uh, <laughs> at would-be thieves. I guess so. Uh, she goes and looks around, and then she finally opens the door to the dumpster, and she goes, ah, Debbie, somebody shot Debbie. Somebody Debbie is in that dumpster Debbie. face down. And that is it. It comes up and says to be continued. Debbie is done. Dun, dun, dun. And we dun, get the dun, most dun. dramatic music I have ever heard at King of the Hill. Yeah, it it's like uh, it's like it's like a big soap opera or something. Like we the get world. the credits and then it, uh, after the credits we hear <laughs> boy toy. And that's it. And that's it. It's another one. That is bag. it. Season 4, episode 13, Hanky yep. Panky part 1. Uh, I personally want to thank everybody for hanging on. Uh, I know a week without our two episodes uh, was a long time. But we felt like we needed to kind of reflect, and then I had to take that trip afterwards. And uh, it's tough doing this remotely, you know, uh, especially these type episodes because so many, so much time goes into the notes and all that stuff. Yeah, it's hard and to do. So it's, it's just not. We just figured one week wouldn't kill us, and um, 
I think uh, because of Johnny, we we should have taken a week off anyway. So um, I'm glad we did. Uh, but now we're rested and renewed, and, and we're back. And I've the, been yawning my ass off this whole episode. <laughs> in just, the memory of Johnny, I took a though. nap before I got here. Yeah, I, I still don't feel awake from the nap. In the memory <laughs> of Johnny, we're gonna keep on foraging. We're gonna I don't keep nap. going through. So if I nap, it just I don't ever nap. I don't either. That's what fucked me up. I woke up this morning. And uh, everybody left the house. So I was by myself, and yeah. I was like, "Well, let me just take a nap, sit yeah. back in the chair." You know, I was watching mm-hmm. uh, a snooker tournament in, in England. Snooker tournament. Yeah, there's like a wonderful, like a European Masters. Yeah, tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was watching their tournament, and I was just sitting there, and then I dozed off, and I woke up, looked at the clock. I was like, yeah. oh, "It's time to go." And I was well, you still beat me here, groggy. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, still feel groggy. Okay, so uh, once again, this week we'll have a Friday, and then next week yeah. we'll be back with uh, Season 4, Episode 14, which is Part 2 of this same episode. Yeah, and we'll be back on schedule yeah. now. You're good. Yeah, in, we're good. In, until something else comes up. We, but, uh, we found, uh, or I went to that thing in Denver. Uh, it was called Podcast Movement, and uh, got to talk to a ton of people there, a lot of people with small shows, and then people with pretty big shows, honestly. Like one of the people from How Did This Get Made was there. That was and, cool. Uh, talked to a guy who used to do um, talent for MTV oh, yeah. uh, in the 90s. Like, he's got, like, That's Mandy cool. Moore on his phone kind of thing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and then one lady, and I, gosh, I don't remember her name because I don't watch this show, but uh, the Drew Barrymore show, there's a lady that shows up every once in a while, and she talks about love and dating, and yeah, she's like yeah, all yeah, over yeah, her yeah. stuff. She was there at our table. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, we that's had these cool. things called brain dates, where um, you would make a make a like come up with a topic. They gave you 30 minutes, and then you put it out as a brain date, and people could come to this table and be like six or eight people sitting around, and it might be anybody from somebody who publishes to somebody who records to somebody who does this, but it had a general kind of subject matter. Yeah. And uh, those were my favorite part of it. Like, it was really cool to sit around with all these people. I came back with about this many um, business cards of oh, places. I, it. Yeah. I bought some really good software while I was there that we're going to start using here in our productions. Is it like production software? It is. We're going to start. What pro- is it? Well, we're going to start producing instead of just recording. And okay. so uh, I'll tell you about it off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good thing. And then. Um, Talk to some ad placement play, pay, people and some folks that are doing some investigative journalism type podcasts and stuff. So I, I made a ton of connections there. So many connections that I'll be speaking at the one in Florida. That's uh, good. So in January, I will have to get up on a stage and do a 20-minute presentation. We'll let them know that we're the number two uh, podcast for animation yeah. on Good Pods. Well, I tell you this, guys. Yes, and that's a, that's a big deal. And I tell you this, guys. Um, if you have anything that uh, between now and then, if you have anything you want me to take to Florida as far as mentioning it to other people or you get an idea and you think something might be fun, let me know because uh, I will take that with me. All right, you want to let us know uh, where they can find us? Yeah, you can find us at BWAAKOTH.com or at RogueMediaNetwork.com slash BWAAKOTH. And also, if you would go to Good Pods and go check Good us pods. out over there, that would be cool, too. They'd, yeah. They would drive up our stuff over there. We're number two? Two in Number animation. two on Good Pods. How about that? Huh? Uh, number two in animation and number 55 in TV. And reviews. number one in your hearts. So, uh, okay, well, that's it. I guess we'll see you guys on Friday, or we'll talk to you on Friday, and then we'll see you again next Monday. Thanks for being here again. Wimitanye. Wimitanye, indeed.
Oh. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. And now, an Etsy holiday gifting mission. Today's episode, Operation Handcrafted and Affordable. Here's the situation. It's the holidays, which means you're on a mission to find handcrafted affordable gifts. You want items that will brighten the spirits of everyone on your list, but won't blow your budget. Sure, it sounds impossible, but there's no need to make shopping for gifts feel like it has the suspense and high stakes of a heart-pumping action franchise. It's time to simplify your gifting experience with Etsy. Whether you're searching for handmade home pieces like serveware, cutting boards, and throw pillows for your favorite holiday hosts, or personalized items like necklaces, handbags, and seasonal jackets for your most stylish friends and family, Etsy has it. Get handmade items for all budgets and any gifting mission. New to Etsy? Use the code HOLIDAY10 for 10% off your first purchase. That's code HOLIDAY10. Maximum discount value of $50 expires December 31st, 2023. See terms at etsy.com terms. Shop Etsy.com. Etsy has it.